Okay, folks, um, as you all know, I'm, I'm a foodie. I'm an amateur chef. I've been cooking since I was five years old, Italian food, immigrant food, East Coast, Italian, Catholic, raised, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm eating all this food all these years, and I, I run into this book, What the Fork Are You Eating?, uh, written by Stephanie Sachs. Um, she's a uh, food nutritionist, a, uh, an expert, um, on uh, GMOs. Um, she's written a fabulous book that really explains what the heck's in our food and, and um, how, to, uh, how to get around all, this, uh, all these labeling issues. So, uh, Stephanie, good morning. How are you? <laughs> good morning. I'm good. Good. Good to talk to you. This is, um, like I said, um, I've been cooking since I was tiny. Like 55 Me years. Too. Yeah, 55 years. And I was raised back east, Italian, American, a little bit of Polish in there, and uh, raised on green giant peas and corn. And But we also had the, the fresh tomatoes and the salads and all that other good Italian food. But when I read your book, I freaked out a little bit because... <laughs> Because as I'm we, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <clears throat> as as we've seen the industry move over the decades, um, I've noticed uh, uh, labeling uh, discrepancies, and I don't trust anything anymore. What they the shouldn't. heck? What the heck is going on in the industry, Steph? It's freaking me out. <laughs> I know. Oh God, it is. It is um, kind of scary. You know, the problems are much bigger than any one person. Um, but basically, uh, you know, our government has a very snugly relationship with um, big food and big ag. And so getting policies uh, to really protect the consumer is a, is a tough sell. Mm-hmm. And while our government does define a lot of the terminology we see on our foods, like natural, cage-free, free-range, pasture-raised, grass-fed, sustainably raised, humanely raised, Nothing is actually regulated. So they provide these definitions and they provide guidelines for health claims and so on and so forth, um, but they don't regulate. Mm -hmm. And so companies are left to their own devices to really put on their packages whatever they want. (laughs) And it's not necessarily in the consumer's best interest. So what I often do is just try to tell people how to navigate, not to get duped by all of these statements on our foods, but to really read the ingredient list because they tell the story of your food. And if you can look for a a list that has, you know, five to seven ingredients that you can pronounce, (laughs) you're doing okay. Because packaged food is a must for a lot of people. We even consume packaged food in our own home, and I'm very discerning about what we bring in. But... There's a way to moderate it and to be more informed about the choices that we're making. Right. Well, we're limited in choices these days, I think. Uh, since we moved from organic farming to pesticide farm, or, you know, controlled farming, with all these pesticides and uh, everything else that the industry um, uh, has has cooked up to increase yield. Yeah. Um, I, I'm very leery, uh, leery because I don't even buy tomatoes um, unless I grow them myself. Because number one, they taste like cardboard. Number two, oh my gosh. number two, yeah. I don't know where they're coming from. You know, 
Where are they coming exactly. from? Exactly. Well, you know, it's funny. When you mentioned tomatoes earlier, I was thinking to myself, God, you know, back then tomatoes actually tasted good. You know, in 1993, um, the tomato was, was um, the first food product to be genetically modified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believe it or not. It's no longer genetically modified because the experiment didn't really work. They used to splice genes of a shrimp into a tomato so they could withstand colder temperatures. Um, and it's a pretty scary thing. And, and it's all about increasing yield, mm-hmm. decreasing costs, mm-hmm. and the value and the quality of our food is going downhill, and we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Yeah. And, and, and who's accountable for that? Yeah. You know, consumers, yes, we are accountable, but when you're being sold food that is uh, interlaced and, and uh, with, with ingredients that are just unhealthy in general yeah. and concerning, yeah. and it's grown in a way that's just not as nature intended, right. you have to start to question, um, where is this health crisis really coming from? Right. Yeah, and, and being 60, I have seen over the past few decades, um, more um, kids and adults uh, getting sick. Um, you know, if you, look at, if you look at the national average of, of uh, just, just illness in this country, yeah. uh, the curve is rising. And, and, you know, I've been trying to figure this out for years. Well, I'm, I'm solely sold on the fact that it's our food chain. Um, my grand, yeah, my grandfather, my grandmother, my mom, uh, you know, gardened. Uh, we grew yep. tomatoes and cucumbers and lettuce, and uh, we picked it and ate it, and we knew exactly what we were doing. We controlled it. So, um, and, and I worked in the food industry during the 80s for a company called Diet Center. They, they were the largest weight control franchise in the world um, wow. during, during the 80s. And uh, even then um, – I was in charge of packaging the new the the um, uh, supplements we sold and some of the food products and I could say anything back then. I mean, I could say oh. anything, you know. Um, Ab- absolutely. I mean, and and it's interesting, you know, many years ago I lived in Brooklyn and I worked I belonged to the Park Slope Food Co-op. Mm. And when you belonged, you had to work. Mm-hmm. And so I chose to work in receiving. Hmm. where all the foods would come in. And, and that was, you know, in and of itself, it was such a brilliant experience because, I mean, I was dealing with pretty purest food, but I was reading label after label after label hmm. and understanding more and more and more what's going into our food. And anything that, that seemed confusing, I looked up mm-hmm. and I researched. Mm-hmm. Well, but, we, you know, we spend more time researching a car we're going to buy mm-hmm. than we do the food we're going to put in our bodies or put in our children's bodies. Well, I was just going to mention that if you noticed over the past few years, dog food commercials are more informative than, than uh, you know, regular food items. I mean, the, 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 dog, industry, the dog food industry has been marching on this mantra for years. It's like, you know what's the first thing on the on the ingredient? You know, don't you know look for look for this. Don't right. look for this, and and yeah, you know, ha, uh, 
I had some dogs. They're gone. But, uh, yeah, that was the first thing we looked at is what this, what this stuff is made of. I think the problem, exactly. is, I think the problem is, is that we, this lifestyle we're living today, most people, especially the younger generation coming up, there's so much going on. There, you know, we have no free time anymore. There, we're running around um, 24-7 doing this, doing that. <clears throat> we don't take the time anymore to cook. I, I have taught all right. my kids to freaking take time and cook, okay? Because right. you, you can – when you cook, you, you can create. You can change. You can experiment. And that's something right. that anybody can do. Well, but you got to be but, – but, but it's scary because the new products and some of the existing products on the market, packages are shrinking. The ingredient list is right. longer. I'm looking in there going, wait a minute, Cheez-Its never had this stuff in here. You know, 40 years ago, (laughs) you look at the label of Cheez-Its, you know, and you look today, it's like, what is all this crap they're throwing in here? Well, and for every bad product out there or every not as healthy product, there's a better alternative. So mm -hmm. if you love things like that, you can buy one, a brand that's less offensive, you know, and a car needs to run on fuel. And mm-hmm. if you're driving a Ferrari, you're going to put the best fuel in it. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are Ferraris, yep. and we don't treat them like that. Right. And so you want to put the best fuel in your body. And like I say to all of my clients, do you plan play dates for your kids? Do you plan meetings at work? Do you plan for doctor's appointments? Mm-hmm. Do you schedule haircuts? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, then schedule a time to shop. Mm-hmm. Schedule a time to cook. Mm-hmm. And and it won't take you more than three to four hours to set up your nourishment for the week. And, and, and I agree totally. And once a person starts doing this, they their lives will change. I mean, my life has changed only because I cook, you know. Yep. Uh, I'll buy canned tomatoes during the winter, but I know that those canned tomatoes – are, are uh, uh, you know, good, they're healthy, they're cooked right, yep. they're packaged right, and there's nothing wrong with it. But, again, you know, I'm really leery of, of where my f- food's coming from these days. You know, I live in Idaho. Yes, we can't get everything we need, you know, seasonally, but um, it, it's very scary to me. And, uh, you know, one of the responsibilities, um, you know, you mentioned earlier uh, – Part of the responsibility is on us, but also I think part of the responsibility and the majority of the responsibility is the industry. It, it, it's a blatant um, misgiving uh, what they're doing. They're, they're, they are totally um, training us to just pick up based on package impact, you know? Well, absolutely, I mean, but we can't rely on industry or government to make the shifts that need to happen. So that's why I wrote this book, because there's nothing out there that gives people these kinds of tools in one place mm-hmm. to start to be your own advocate for choice. Because if you start to take part in some of the fights that, let's say, multiple non-governmental organizations are doing, like Grace Communications Foundation, Animal Welfare Approved, uh, Environmental Working Group, Center for Science and the Public Interest, Consumers Union, and I list these all in my book – if you just sign up for their newsletters and you sign petitions that are sent to you, you're making a difference. Mm-hmm. And then if you can use this book as a tool to just make small changes, you're making a difference because it's the consumer choice that's going to add to the to the drive that we need 
to shift policy. Hmm. Hmm. If you don't buy the products, the companies can't make them anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I'm glad we're talking today because this gives me an opportunity to spiel out what I want to. It gives me an opportunity to bring you to the forefront a little bit in this small market that we're in here. Um, oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, when uh, uh, I got this from your agent, it was like, yeah, totally. And I, and I love, I love the title. What the fork oh. are you eating? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. It's I very, wish I wish there was a super clever story behind that. It's just pretty simply what I think all I, the time. I think it's Brooklyn. I think it's uh, New York attitude. You know. I mean, I used, I used, yeah. uh, I, I grew up in Stanford, Connecticut, and used oh, to play yeah. around in so. New York all the time. So I'm right there with you. Uh, so, okay, so you, uh, you know, I'm looking at these letters after your name, MS, CNS, <laughs> CDN. Yeah. So a CNS is a certified nutritional, nutrition. Certified nutrition specialist. Specialist. And it's a national certification through the um, uh, Board for Certified Nutrition Specialists. Okay. And so basically um, I didn't go on to become a registered dietitian. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But the CNS really offered me the opportunity to take the RD exam, which is pretty much the same exam or a very similar exam. Mm. And with an advanced degree in nutrition, I was able to qualify to take the exam. And then the CDN is sort of certified dietitian nutritionist, which it differs in each state. So you apply to your state. Department of Education, and I got that there. So I, I feel that credentials are very important. There are a lot of people out there giving um, food and nutrition advice that have no credentials. Mm -hmm. um, there are people out there writing books that don't have any credentials. I've been living this for 30-plus years, um, and I've studied this formally for a very long time. And I walk the walk and I talk the talk. And so... I hope that my message resonates from a place of truth and, and real scientific backing as well as experiential knowledge. I love it. I love your position. <laughs> don't, don't believe everything you, you read, folks, no, <laughs> especially on labels. Yep, you yeah. got to be. And I noticed, uh, you know, we only have a minute left. So real quickly, um, where'd you come up with these recipes? Because some of these recipes are killer. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll answer that by saying, when my nine-year-old was younger, he used to come up with things. And I would say to him, Jack, <clears throat> how'd you come up with that? He said, Mommy, it came to me in my brain. <laughs> and they just come to me. You know, I, I really am an out-of-the-box kind of thinker. <clears throat> and I may be inspired by a photograph or a conversation I have with somebody or something I see in a market. And... I've written probably over 700 recipes over the past, you know, 20 years, hmm. and I just have a log of them, and this is a sort of an assembly of some of my favorites and the most tried and true and tested amongst clients, friends, and family. Great. I love it. Well, yeah. I'm, I, I want to keep in contact with you because, like I said, I, I teach Italian cooking up at the university here. Um, and uh, it's it's a great uh, venue for me because I get to 
I, I get to cook and, and educate people. And I want to keep this uh, conversation open. Maybe we could talk uh, in a few more months and continue this because absolutely, uh, um, this, this stuff kills me. I mean, it, it absolutely <laughs> drives me freaking nuts when I when I when I find out something new that I thought I knew. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you know, it's the same for me. To be honest with you, yeah. I'm I'm finding new things out all the time. And when you write a book of this nature. You start thinking you know a lot, and then you write it, and you realize how much you didn't know. And then when you're done with it, you realize how much more you want to know. Right. And well, so um, it's a continuing journey. Well, folks, um, if you want to know what the heck's in your food <laughs> and how to read the label and what to do to safeguard you from, uh, from the industry that seems to be uh, only looking for profit and yield, um, what the fork are you eating? Stephanie Sachs. Uh, from New York. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. It's been a kick. And um, thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Greg. Thank you so much.